Hi gang, BR here with a short statement before we start the show. This episode originally aired January 15th, 2023. I'm adding this message to the show in October of 2023 due to some information that has come out about leadership, namely Mark, and internal goings-on within the Appalachian Ranger Association. This information concerns morality issues such as being okay with the idea of raiding others for supplies in a collapse-type situation, captured in a screenshot directly from Mark in a group chat. We've also spoken to many former members of the ARA quietly who have experienced being silenced, kicked out of the organization, and blacklisted by reputation for local training for actions ranging from negative after-action reports to disagreements with leadership. These are but a few of the many examples of things myself and the Art and War podcast simply cannot stand by or promote. However, unlike Mark in his leadership capacities in the ARA, we do not believe in a culture of silence. As such, this episode will be staying up, but amended with this message preceding the interview, so that I may say to take everything Mark says with a grain, or rather five pounds, of salt. At this point, I unfortunately cannot recommend joining the ARA with its current leadership. This is no personal vendetta or witch hunt, just a decision based on the overwhelming amount of information available to us, shared out of concern for the health of this community and rifleman culture, which we take very seriously at Art and War. I feel a share of responsibility in platforming Mark as a leader, and want to put this out so that people who may be considering joining the ARA can better determine if that is the right move for them. We will be shortly telling the other side of this story in episode 117, with testimonies from various former members of the ARA, from the regular lads through to guys in high-up leadership positions, to be released the 15th of October. We won't tell you what to think, but we will give you the other side of the story and end the one-sidedness of this conversation. On a final note, before we start the episode, I still encourage guys to get out and find quality groups to train with. Even if it's just dragging your friends off the range and into the woods, mountains, or badlands to figure out what you suck at. Start small, vet the hell out of any potential leaders, learn from subject matter experts and the plentiful educational materials out there. Ego and a lack of accountability in leadership is the death of all good things in this space. Own your mistakes and make sure anyone you look up to owns them too. Stay tuned for our follow-up show with four members in episode 117, and thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. If you feel like you need to, you, you want to join the gym, go join the gym. If you feel like, dang, I, I really want to go shooting tomorrow because my, my quals suck. Okay, cool, awesome. Go shooting tomorrow. Or, hey man, I really feel like, you know, I want to go for a walk. It's like where I'm at, it's night out. Go for a walk. Who cares? Go put a headlamp on. Go, f- go for a walk. Go enjoy your environment. If you haven't done your area studies, you need to do those too. Regardless <laughs> of who it's going to, you should always have an area study. But go get it done, guys. Go go put in the work. Go go be the change. You know, right go now. Go and earn your vice. Yeah, go and earn your <laughs> vice. Gosh dang it. You're listening to the Art and War Podcast with your host, Mitch and Nathan. Mitch is a former Airborne Infantry Squad leader who now spends most of his time coaching soccer. Nathan is a professional illustrator and an avid shooter with a couple of years of Canadian military experience. Together, they run the Seaburn Art page. Enjoy the show. I, I don't really have another name to go by, so just call me Mark, because if you message the page, I'll say, hey, my name is Mark, and I'm here to okay. help you. What, what can I do for you? Okay, that works. <laughs> um, hello, I'm BR, and this is the Art and War podcast, and today I'm talking to Mark of the Appalachian Ranger Association a citizen volunteer group that trains in the practices of Minutemen, civilian first responders, and community assistants operating mostly out of the Knoxville, Tennessee area, the volunteer state. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's good to be here, and I greatly appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I uh, 
you know, a lot of my guys listen to your podcast. Uh, I'm a little bit of a dork, so I listen to more um, technical oriented podcasts. But once they, I mentioned to everybody uh, that you invited us out, they insisted. And so I'd be more than happy to come out and uh, yeah, put, put the good word out there and try to help anybody. Honestly, we're all learning too. Yeah. So I'm hoping, hopefully people within this community, we can, you know, remove some of the animosity and, and kind of grow together as groups because we all are Americans and we all have the mutual interest and betterment of our communities at heart. Absolutely, man. And that's, that's why I wanted to bring you guys on. Cause like we were just talking about before we started the show, there's so much to improve upon and so much to, to learn from each other. And when I look at the Appalachian Rangers, I see probably the most competent group out there that I know of, at least from, from appearances uh, with what you guys do, the kind of numbers you get, the kind of training exercises you do, and your kind of approach to bringing in like good quality instructors for really anyone who's capable, you know, over 18 who shows up uh, for your training and uh, is willing to learn. That's that's awesome. That's what, you know, civilian riflemen should be. So really excited to hopefully uh, proliferate that a little bit. And uh, yeah, hopefully put some good ideas in uh, people's minds all over the states who are looking at doing something similar, maybe stepping up their group a little bit and getting a bit more serious with uh, how they run their their training weekends. So uh, I guess to start with, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you involved with the with the Rangers? I mean, you did you start the group? Yes. So I founded us uh, back in 2020. Um, actually, I apologize. The idea of the organization was established in 2020 and we were officially founded uh you know, late August of 2021 is when, you know, myself and a couple other gentlemen came together and we wanted to iron out in person what our goals and objectives were for this organization. And one of those right off the bats, right off the bat was establishing that we were here to serve our communities, to be of great assistance to our communities and really kind of just ironing out what are, what we now know within the organization as our bylaws which, you know, we have five of them, which are the general conduct for our rangers. Any organization should have a set of agreed upon and reasonable regulations to protect everybody as well as protect the organization. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to get wrapped up in somebody else's nefarious plans when we're all just, you know, good individuals out there trying to put in the work for our people. Mm. Would, you, would you mind sharing those uh, bylaws? Sure. Um, so within the bylaws of the Apple, so we actually call it the Charter of Integrity. Mm. And uh, bylaw number one is to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies. This is pretty standard. This is what every American should aspire to do. Um, the Constitution is just a piece of paper. It doesn't actually mean anything. It doesn't it doesn't protect anything. It's 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 there. It's just a document. Yeah, it's an um, idea. Yeah, it's an idea, but I find it as a very respectable idea. I think that, you know, without anybody actively seeking to protect it or preserve it, um, the paper doesn't mean anything. But as long as you have even a couple people preserving that idea, you're able to, I don't know, you're able to abide by its truest intent. You know, that that is the Constitution is what defines Americans versus the rest of the world, in my opinion. Um, you know, my family moved from the USSR in the 70s. So to me... Uh, I'm a first generation American and that constitution means the world to me because America is my home, you know, and it's the land that my ancestors worked their butts off to come here. Mm. Number two on the charter of integrity, 
No individual as part of this association shall refuse without due cause to come to the aid of another member within their network. What this does, it expands our operational capabilities and makes certain that no matter where individuals go in Appalachia, they have friendly brothers that are there to assist them. You got a flat tire at 2 a.m. and nobody's going to come out to get you, but you got a brother that lives 45 minutes away. Put it in the chat. We'll come out and get you. Text, text your call tree leader. He will send out the word and somebody will come get you so you can stay the night somewhere safely. Mm. You know, it just makes people feel a little bit more comfortable. So nobody is alone. That's our biggest issue right now, in my opinion, as Americans, is that we're all we all feel so alone. And the hyper individualistic mindset is something that will get a lot of people hurt. So knowing that and it's not to be less responsible, it just means that, you know, every every one of our men needs to even be more ready, like always keep your kit bag together because you never know when you might need to go pick up your brother at 2 a.m. or whatever. If you got a flat tire or something happened where his house burned down as a good instance. You know, we're able to rotate somebody between, you know, a platoon of guys to make certain that their family's taken care of, that they have all the resources that they need. So that's just a general idea of bylaw two. Bylaw three, the discrimination or harassment of any individual or ranger for any cause will not be tolerated. This one is self-explanatory. We don't care where you came from, who you are or what you are, so long as you understand that you are an American, you are an Appalachian, and you're here to protect and preserve your communities. Other than that, I don't, nobody cares. I have no interest in in anything else, you know, because there is a lot of organizations out there that really are so hyper fixated on like what religion you follow, you know, or what the color of your skin is like, who cares at the end of the day? Because that's that, you know, you're not you're, you're automatically putting a wall up and you don't even know this person because you're based off of self-perception you know you're like oh i have an opinion and i'm not gonna let this grow like it's it's time to drop the internet memes and be an adult all right because we don't always have the luxury of picking who our teammates are or your neighbors or our neighbors you know and and having and having that it's like well i'm not gonna go help them because they're so and so and it's like i don't i don't care you know that is somebody who's hurt somebody who needs help and we're gonna be here to help them out you know so so number four on the Charter of Integrity, illegal activity as described by your state or federal laws will not be tolerated. Um, uh, this one is don't do illegal stuff within the organization. Do not talk about doing illegal stuff within the organization. <laughs> this is clear, like, you know, because it's just one of those things that it, it, it covers our butts. And, you know, if we're going to be out here interacting with our communities, we need to make certain that we're doing it in a lawful, reasonable manner. If you disagree with a local law or ordinance or whatever, and you are not running for an elected office, you're kind of messing up because you're reducing the opportunities to fix further things. Local government is so important. And this is like, hey, I disagree that, you know, the speed limit right here is 25. Okay, go bring it before your local council. Say, hey, this is silly. This is nonsense. And boom, congratulations, you just fixed an issue that you had following a legal method rather than thinking that you're going to solve every problem out here, you know, at the tip of a barrel because you're not. <laughs> so bylaw number five, it's to assist others whenever possible to the best of your ability. And this means that, you know, the Appalachian Rangers as a whole, every ranger should seek to do good. And it could be just a matter of paying attention to your local community and seeing that there's a crap load of trash that was dumped off by somebody at a local playground. Go get another ranger from your local area and go pick up that garbage. 
go seek to do seek to be the change you want in the world because we see a whole lot of people demanding 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 and not a whole lot of young people putting in the pardon i was going to curse there putting in the work <laughs> to actually get it done you know and nobody's going to hand you anything on a plate everything is earned and if that means that you got to spend an afternoon picking up garbage whatever if that means that you're going to go volunteer at your you know, local kitchen during the holidays, you're going to sacrifice one Thanksgiving to go put a make certain that somebody is fed today. All right. So stuff like that. It's like, you know, you'll spend what I'm 30 years old. So I'm going to use that as an example. I spent 30 years getting filled up with Thanksgiving. I'm pretty certain I can sacrifice one to go help somebody put <laughs> fill up somebody's belly during that holiday. Um so, you know, and at the end of it, it says these bylaws within the Charter of Integrity are a summarization and are subject to reasonable alterations or amendments. And what that means is if there's something else that comes up that we realize that, hey, this really should be, this is a matter of integrity. We need to add it, you know, and, you know, myself within my leadership cadre will get together. I'm like, okay, guys, you know, here's what, here's what I have, you know, we, we should we add this or not? And we'll host a vote. And then if it's voted on, we, it gets added to it within reason, you know, but so far the char charter of integrity is what binds us all. And if you break the charter of integrity, no matter what you're out of the ARA, you know, obviously, you know, if you're out here being racist, you know, to an extreme degree and you're just being ridiculous and you think that, you know, you're, it's stuff like that, you know, you're out because you violated bylaw three. And, you know, if you don't want to show up to help one of your brothers out, you know, when, when it comes to reasonability, like if you've got nothing going on and it's in the afternoon, and you're just being a couch potato and you're not showing up to help your brother, you're, you're out, you know, it's just to make certain that people understand that, Hey, these are our governing principles and we're not going to budge on them. And so far within our, since August, um, late August of 2021, we've only had one single person break the bylaws. And that's because, uh, they had an opinion about, um, a female ranger, and, mm. and yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you're not even giving this person an opportunity, but it's not, it wasn't even an opinion that they were discriminating, that they couldn't, they couldn't keep up. It was that they were seeing them more, um, as inappropriately. If, mm. if I'm, they were put in a position of responsibility and they were trying to take advantage of it and somebody else brought it to my attention and we took care of it. So we held a council, uh, including our chaplain and our chief medical officer, and they held a vote on it and they voted him out. I, I recused myself from that council because I had a very strong opinion <laughs> and no, right. I realized that my bias was present and I was like, hey, I can't be fair in this hearing. Yeah, so yeah. I stepped away. No, that's I mean, clearly you, you guys have got like a, a good deal of structure in the, the leadership place. And that's that's where it starts. Like you don't have a a strong kind of guiding light to what you're there for, then it's kind of, you know, a little bit chaotic. You can't really, uh, can't really do much with just a, Hey, so, so what are we about? But it seems you guys have, uh, have that very, very much set in place, which is a, you know, that's the foundation. Yeah. We're, we're all still learning. You know, it's the infinite process of, Hey, we're not going to be perfect today. We're not going to be perfect tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be finally perfect uh, when we're dead. So, you know, just aspire to learn and improve and keep fixing things, you know, where, wherever they come up and think about what happens next year. So when it comes to development within the ARA, like I have a, a five-year plan and it's building a, a home for us. So our first year is done. Um, that was our foundation year. 
where we're still learning all more about, you know, what we need to be training on, what we need to be improving on. The second year is building the walls of our home. Third year is going to be building the roof and, you know, putting all the insulation and stuff like that. <laughs> the fourth year is going to be, you know, making certain that everything works in the house. And then the fifth year is finally we're going to have a home to put stuff in. And that stuff is going to be the idea of the Appalachian Rangers into an exportable format where people wanting to form their own organizations that are law abiding, that are reasonable and establish their own communities to support their greater communities. It's ready. It's ready to go. All they have to do is, you know, get grab one of our PDFs and say, hey, you know, this is the library that these guys have put together through all their trial and error. Um, this is what they know will work when it comes to the format and they're ready to go. And that's not to say that we're not going to continue off of that, but that is, I have quarterly goals, yearly goals, and a five-year goal. So, hell yeah, I I do have one caveat. I hate to throw it at you so early, but what's up? The the law-abiding thing, I completely understand from the organization top-down approach, but we do live in a time where, like, the simple practice of being civilian riflemen is constantly under threat from the law and kind of various regulations is that something that has uh has been brought up at all with that particular um regulation so it has um and that's part of we believe that local governance comes first we're blessed to live in appalachia where we do not have uh governing bodies that are of the same opinion mm. um and we also live in an area where individuals and we have uh, worthy lawmakers where we know that I personally, I know my local representative, I can go have a conversation with them because I've put in that work. So I have my own personal political opinions, but the organization as a whole holds no political leanings, opinions, or ideas. We are just individuals that want to do good. Um, so as the spokesperson of the organization, we as a greater whole will just continue to abide by the law. Um, and we as individuals will seek to interact with those lawmakers to the best of our ability to positively influence them and communicate with them uh, along constitutional guidelines. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. It's because uh, I know I know that would be something that if I didn't if I didn't mention that people would be would be jabbing me about it. But I do think the overall group having no political leaning is absolutely the right way to go, because citizen riflemen should just be a part of american culture like correct as it once was it shouldn't be like a, oh the the constitutionalists or the conservatives or whatever it should be like every kind of group in this country this very diverse melting pot of a country should have some kind of idea of not even just necessarily the civilian rifleman but the community some kind of gathering of capable people who can look out look after their community as volunteers and be supplementary to people who are professionals in that who can rise to the occasion whether it's actual rifleman stuff or disaster relief or first responder or what may have you so yeah tying tying the idea of that to politics does get a little bit messy because you're instantly kind of blocking a lot of people out so i i absolutely respect going that route and i think that's probably why you guys have had the success it seems you have is, is is that something that comes up very much? Like, has there ever been any any issues with different political opinions in the organization kind of buttonheads? There really hasn't because we're all honestly we I feel like we're a weird void where we've all put in so much work with one another and we all have such the the fundamentals 
All right, so I'm going to get off to, like, the general idea is that there is obviously, when it comes to morality, there's obviously good and bad. All right, we can clearly see that there is good and then there's bad. Um, but it, it boils down to what is the person's intent. You know, obviously people are going to have political opinions when it comes to, like, healthcare and stuff. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, hey, this thing is kind of broken. You know, this we do need to make an adjustment, but we don't really know how to fix it. So... You know, we're going to have opinions like that, but on the greater scheme of things, we're all kind of mellow. Mm. You know, we all understand that, hey, what we do in our personal time is in our personal business. And we do have a, a group chat that does kind of focus on you know, political conversation, but it never gets disrespectful, you know, where we talk about religion, philosophy, politics, uh, you know, anything and everything like books, sharing, sharing and exchanging of an ideas, I feel... And political disagreement, I feel like, is such a fundamental American thing that it's like, if you have two people that didn't have a disagreement when it comes to some form of politics, would you really be an American? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, right. you get, so it's it's one of those things that I, I absolutely love. And we keep it out of our, our primary chats and we keep it centralized to that one area. And, you know, when you, when you join that, you can see that it's like, hey, I this person has this opinion and this idea. And I think that's really cool. And I didn't know that before. So I'm going to adapt part of that to my philosophy until I'm presented with more information. And that's exactly the culture that I wanted to push within the ARA. And I'm glad that that developed it on its own, really. I feel like the majority of people are fairly mellow. They just want to be heard out. They want to be understood. They want to be respected because nobody knows the perfect way to do anything. But we all have opinions. And, you know we just take the good opinions and we throw away the bad opinions and we'll just implement and see if it works. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's much healthier than being like, Hey, these are our ideas. If, if you don't conform to this, you know, inside the square, you're out. Like you, you're not going to have a, a group of very capable or intelligent people. If you don't have a, a variety of ideas, you know, going around. So you know, that's, that's interesting. And hopefully that's something people keep in mind because I've certainly, you know, shot and trained with people of all sorts of different opinions. And when you actually get together and you're like, well, we're doing this to better ourselves or we're doing this to be more capable and to look out for our community, even if they're not, you know, they're our neighbors, they don't have the same opinions as us. It's a solid place to uh, to have found yourself and to, to hear that it's kind of uh, gone off without a hitch is good to hear too. We have a lot of, I say we have a lot all of my men, I feel like, are very, very accountable, very responsible. We're all very passionate about the fundamentals of what we're doing. Everything else after that is just superfluous. We all know that we need to be accountable, responsible Americans. Mm. That's at the core of what we do. And else, everything, everything else after that is just what color of flower do you like? Yeah, that's no, just my opinion. Yeah, like it's kind of that. Uh, what do they call it? Kind of agree on we most of us agree on 80 percent of things and then like you said it's kind of just different flavors from there like or what you even call you know being accountable like some people would call that being a constitutionalist some people would call it being a libertarian an anarchist some people would call it being a socialist you know and, but really when you get down to it most of them probably believe in pretty similar stuff with looking out for their fellow man even if they have different labels and different ways of going about it no one's like i want to screw over 90% of the population so I can live my dream life. Well, very few people are like that. Most of us just want to live, you know, mellow in harmony with other people, with good people. And 
when you get together people who are actually being mindful about preparing and and looking out for others whatever their their politics are generally that's what rises to the surface is that that good character and that concern for uh you know well-being of of the community and others so no, that's uh that's good to hear i appreciate that the art and war podcast brought to you by our newest sponsor Oshi gear whether you're at the range or in the field Oshi gear is a great option for staying warm this winter with the highest warmth to weight ratio for synthetic material, the LV insulated jacket has been crushing it for me. And trust me, I am a in the cold, so I value a good jacket. I moved to the desert for a reason, but the desert nights, still pretty cold. So grabbing myself a LV insulated jacket has been a lifesaver. I love my Audi packable cubes and my uh, Audi bag. I can't break it no matter what I do, and I'm an idiot. I throw 50 pounds of sharp and like loose rounds staples an sbr into my audi bag and i have not been able to break it no matter how much abuse i've put it through i don't even think i've popped a stitch and i've been running that thing for like two years into the ground i love that bag and if you abuse your gear like me you probably will too big thanks to audi gear for helping support the podcast you can find audi gear either at ottegear.com that's oscar tango tango echo gear.com in the link of this episode's description or via the Instagram page at Ottigear. Thanks for listening. How's it going, lads and ladies? BR and Nathan here to take a quick break to tell you about our Patreon. Not only do we want to continue improving the quality of what we can do here on Art and War, but we want to push what we do all over at Seaburn Art, from the guides to pursuing video content and keeping us warm during another winter of illness and death, and the Patreon helps us get after it. But what's in it for you? Our Patreon subscribers enjoy five different tiers of exclusive perks, ranging from all the content we'd post on a pre-Zuckerberg Instagram, downloadable high-resolution guides, targets such as Redcoat Skinwalkers, John Harvey Kellogg, seasonal targets, and more. Behind-the-scenes info like my personal art, introducing all new exclusive mini-podcast episodes, and at our highest tier, get monthly art commissions created by yours truly. You can find our Patreon via the link in this episode's description at patreon.com slash or in the Seaburn Art Pages bio on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the show. You know, and, and part of being a good leader, in my opinion, is making certain that you don't foster an echo chamber. Yeah. You know, that you, you know, it's like I, there has never been a time within any kind of, any kind of the ARA where if somebody's brought something forward where it's just been dismissed, you know, it's, in, in fact, one of our standing orders our last standing order comes down to the safety of how we do things like, Hey, if you see a safety issue it or any kind of issue with planning or anything, bring it forward immediately. That is part of your instructions to be a good ranger within, you know, within the ARA is like, Hey, you know, this is kind of screwy. Uh, I see this as an issue, pass it right up the chain so we can get it fixed right away. You know? So, in, in addition to our charter of integrity, when it comes to mission planning, we do have five standing orders as well. Mm. Um, but just to give an example, I don't want to squirrel too much away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was the process of building the ranges up from an idea like? Like, do you start, how many, I mean, I don't want to, don't want you to get too specific on your numbers, because I'm sure that's kind of a, you know, you don't want to be putting everything like that out there, but um did you start with like a, a smaller group, like a, a handful of guys or I, we started, like? we were founded by <clears throat> eight, eight individuals. Mm. Um, and the majority of them are, are no longer with us due to, you know, real life coming, stepping in the way, moving away from Appalachia in that period of time. Um, one of those was removed from, for the bylaw infraction. And, um, you know, those individuals that remained are our chaplain 
and right now our photographer mm. and uh, two fantastic individuals who I believe have shaped the course of the ARA. And um, I, I'd like to state that our, our chaplain is, we don't share a same religion, but he is one of my closest friends without a doubt. He is such a great man. And I'm, my family is so blessed to have him in our lives. Um, so I just want to pre preface it with that. Like I didn't know him before we founded the ARA, but he's become one of my best friends, you know? So that's, that's great stuff. I mean, no better way to bond than, uh, you know, bearing yourselves together. Absolutely. So right now we operate at company level strength and we started with eight individuals operating up to company level strength. And we, we, we have that because of great outreach through various communities. Um, everybody knows PNW gorilla, uh, and how he posted every week about find your tribe. He, you know, regardless of what your opinions are on that person, um, I appreciate that he allowed us a space to put the word out for those individuals within Appalachia looking for a home. Mm. Um, so I greatly respect that. I greatly appreciate that um, and him doing that. And, you know, right now we have Reaper 1-1 who, who has his stuff out that he posts every once in a while, find your tribe. Through over time, it's just been natural and organic growth as well as our own community outreach within our local areas, you know. We'll go to, um, you know, local small music festivals and stuff like that. And we'll go in our public service uniform, which is um, there's been a couple photos out there. Our last field training exercise, we were in our public service uniform. And all it is, is just um, gray or coyote slacks and uh, sorry, greener coyote slacks and greener coyote top. Just so we all look uniform. Um, it looks very straightforward. And yeah, we'll just educate people on like life preserving techniques. We'll bring a, our medical officer out there and he'll conduct like, Hey man, this is something that you should keep in your car. For instance, this mm. is a car medical kit that you guys should be trying to have in your vehicle, like one to two tourniquets and maybe like, you know, some gauze is, you know, some other good, you know, just a car IFAC just to bring citizen awareness forward. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody has jumper cables. Okay. But you only have like part of the equation you're missing out. And, um, you know, for, so for community outreach in person is very big to us. And I, I honestly love interacting with people and the kids will come up to you and they'll have a million and one questions. And, you know, the joke is, is like, we're adult boy scouts. That's kind of <laughs> like how we see it. It's like, you know, congratulations, you're 18, you know, you're getting out of the scouts and welcome to the ARA jump right in. And you learned all the, you know, your fundamentals. Now let's, you know, let's grab a rifle and let's get to work as uh, responsible Americans. Hell yeah. Um, so that's, so yeah, uh, starting out with guys that I could count on one hand up to where we are now. And it's just a man, been a matter of figuring out what does and what doesn't work and, and being honest and straightforward. And, you know, and as, you know, the CEO of the ARA, like I'll, I'll go, I've gone before my guys countless times and said, hey guys, I was wrong about something. I made a mistake. And in order to earn that many people's respect, you need to have that level of integrity and responsibility and just say, hey, I, I, guys, I fucked up. You know, what's everybody's opinion on this? You know, so when it comes down to it, I serve my guys. I give my guys every spare moment that I don't spend with my family. And even then, my family sacrifices so much so I can make certain that my company of men is taken care of. Because I can't ask for 60% to 70% from them if I'm not giving them my 100%. That's my opinion on it. Yeah. No, quite right. Go to, go to lead by example, not just uh, dictate. Absolutely. Because that's that's not a good leader. You know, if you're not out here seeking self-education and whatnot, 
you know, and that's why within the ARA, you know, I never served in the military. So what I did is I took all of my uh, veteran personnel and we, ha we have a military advisory board where they take all their good SOPs and planning and everything else like that, that they've learned from their time in service, throw all the garbage shit out that they were like, <laughs> Hey, this was stupid. This didn't work out and take all the good stuff. And they help, they help us plan and organize the ARA into a very efficient, uh, very efficient process, you know? So we've also had guest instructors out that really help us with that too. So, you know, just making certain that as a leader, you're constantly seeking education and you're not just posting trivialities on Instagram that like, congratulations, you just, you know, copied and pasted documentation from FM 3-25.26. Like it's a land nav book. All right. But what are you, are you out there like giving a video on it, showing guys how to do this? So, you know, as a leader, you know, if, for those guys that are wanting and have a small organization, if you're seeking to better yourself, um, just be straightforward, make certain that you have the principles of your group down and you're not willing to waver on the core of what your group's intent is, because you may have moments where everybody's doubting you, but once you doubt yourself, that's when it's kind of game over. And yeah. <laughs> so that's just my opinion again. Talking about uh, kind of those public interactions, how many would you say you've like events have you done? Oh, when it comes mixed, to mixed public, yeah. So when it comes to being a local first responder and handing, so um, I have cards that I keep on me. A lot of my rangers also have business cards where we all have a standardized format. Um, so as the greater organization. I, I couldn't tell you how many. It's been so many times. Mm. Um, with me as myself, though, within my role here, I seek out public interaction because I want people to know, within, especially within you know our local communities, when it comes to first responders, that, hey, these guys can be trusted. When these guys show up on the scene, they can be left alone. They can be assigned to a task. And they, you know, and our first responders know that, hey, they'll, they'll get it done. So for me, I, again, like I, I couldn't count off the top. I couldn't count. No, that's, so. that's great. <laughs> lots of lots of opportunities to, to educate and kind of um, normalize what is something that's been lost from from America. Absolutely. And I wouldn't even say has been lost from America. No, I feel no, no. like it's been intentionally forgotten because yeah. it's hard work. Yeah, no, it's uh, we, we've been made to be very comfortable and to kind of, you know, outsource our responsibility any way we can. And so for you guys to be like, actually, no, this is kind of our job. Like, this is something that we should be doing, you know, not only for ourselves to, to be better Americans or what may have you, but but just better community members. Yeah, you know, it's I, my whole philosophy is carries with my, my grandparents, you know. So uh, my, my great grandparents uh, fought in the Warsaw Uprising in World War Two, And, you know, is. I've taken a lot of inspiration from them and it's just like, why would I offset my obligation and responsibility to my community to somebody else? All right. I'm an able-bodied male and I need to be doing these things. I need to be an auxiliary for my community to, you know, seek out problems and help resolve them where I can, because there are so many times when local first responders, especially here in Appalachia, as a first responder, you do not pay to anything. You get paid literally barely enough to scrape by. And, you know, that's within putting 80 hours a week in and you're just tired. But having somebody else that's motivated alongside you as a citizen responsible, um, I believe, it, you know, if I had to if I if I had an option to be sheriff and I had to pick, I think the first thing that I'd probably develop would be a local group of responsible citizens and push that message forward and be like, hey, 
this is what we need to be doing. You know, these are trusted people. These are guys that are good to go within your communities that I know that I could pull from, like the whole the whole posse idea and philosophy where, you know, you can be deputized, quote unquote, but instead of just teaching it like you have select responsibilities, literally every able-bodied man in the county really needs to be kind of mobilized. So I am, I don't know, when it comes to that, I guess I'm more of a quote unquote uh, zealot, but I strongly believe that this is the route forward for the responsible American. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, no, like times are getting any easier. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to get more and more difficult, um, I see it as hills and valleys overall um, life is good. I'm not expecting for any great huge thing to happen or anything else like that. What I am focused on though, is small things, you know, relative to the greater scheme of the world, you know, responding to natural disasters where there's flooding or looting, um, helping with search and rescue opportunities to make certain that, you know, in the event of, you know, for instance, we just had a pretty bad snowstorm that happened, you know, in the event that something happens that we know that we can go out, not a snowstorm, but it was a significant amount of snow for Appalachia where we are and 20, negative 20 degrees, you know, where it's like, Hey guys, be aware, be vigilant. You know, if you guys need to get up, get out and help with traffic, push a car or whatever, that's what I'm worried about. All right. My rifle is here because that's my tool as an American, but as, as a responsible citizen, the greatest, most important tool that I have is my ability to uh, be communicative and relay intent. Absolutely. So you've, you've had like, would you say you've had mostly positive reactions from the public or how's that kind of gone? Every single interaction that we've had with the general public has been phenomenal. Mm. I, it's, it's weird because people have this perspective that it's like, whoa, armed guys in uniform that I don't know. Hang on now. But I'm going to be honest with you. People love it. Mm. People, people eat it up. Uh, okay. For instance, when we were responding to the natural disasters in Kentucky, you know, our first night there, you know, we showed up and we helped them, you know, with logistics runs with the, when it comes to their efficiency, you know, we stacked water bottles, you know, we went, we, everybody sees the rifles and the plate carriers, but we, we took them off when we didn't need them, obviously. And we put on chest rigs where appropriate, or we didn't wear anything at all when it comes to running internal logistics. But the community loved that because they saw a group of responsible men that were there putting in work for their community. And that's what they wanted, you know, and the sheriff that was out there, every sheriff that we interacted with out there, they were trying to pull us for different tasks and responsibilities. Like, Hey, you're, you're doing search and rescue this morning. Or like, Hey, what do you guys <laughs> got going on? Can you guys be a QRF for these shelters? Because I'm out of deputies. Damn. You know? Um, so, you know, the first night there, you know, as well as it got into the evening, you know, we had to we had to be a quick reaction force when it comes to the security of these shelters, because there was uh, a couple individuals there uh, nights prior where they were trying to prey on the individuals within these shelters. And it's like, hey, if nobody else is going to do it, the Rangers got you say no more. We're here, you know, so that's why we would be wearing certain kit to certain places, because. It's not that the rule of law was absent, but it's just that the role and responsibilities that we were tasked with was acting in official capacity by those elected representatives of the county. So I, you know, especially when doing safety checks of areas where there's been ongoing looting, 
I'm going to be mm. wearing a play carrier. Oh, sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's not like the, these situations just did not occur either because everybody was showing up to, Hey, Hey, I had this truck come and pick up this random item or go through this house two days ago. And they came back the other night and they kicked in a door and they had handguns on them too. So it's like, okay, I probably should have my equipment and gear ready to go. Yeah. You know, and we would downscale when it comes to search and rescue. Like um, the second day there in the morning, we helped out uh, County over with their search and rescue responsibilities. So we just downscaled our equipment, put on search and rescue gear, and we went out there. And I think a lot of people get lost in the sauce and they don't know what to take. And it's like scalability of equipment is key. You know, have somewhere to stow your rifles, but keep your handgun on your duty belt. You know, stuff like that. It's like a handgun is a defensive tool. You know, I'm not always going to need a rifle unless I am in certain environments and it comes to that it's just it just boils down to the professionalism you know so i i think that if you conduct yourself professionally uh your community will have great respect for you so long as you are making certain that you're putting in the effort and putting in the work to say hey i am trustworthy because i'm well organized because i'm seeking training because because i'm from four hours away and i'm willing to give a shit about your community you know, yeah. you, you are my people and I'm here to work for you. So, yeah. And you guys are very open about kind of what you're about and, uh, you know, you're, you're not some shady organization. You're trying to be a supplementary kind of public service almost. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the way we see ourselves is we are, you know, we are a volunteer first responder organization first and foremost, because that is what we believe that the constitution is all about being a volunteer first responder, regardless of whatever that emergency is that you're responding to, that's what you should be aspiring to become or learn about. And, and with that, it's understanding local laws and regulations and, you know, interacting with that local, local elected representatives, regardless if that's the emergency management agency, your local sheriff, your local police agency, um, like the sheriff's organizations out here know all about us because of our community outreach, you know? So that's, that's very important to us as well. So, you know, everybody wants to be a couple guys wearing multicam hiding in the woods, uh, pretending that the big bad meme is going to be coming in coming to get them. Um, and they're not even going and interact with the communities around them. So it's like, why, what is the purpose of what it is that you're trying to do? rather than you can just go trying to put the word out there and force multiply that knowledge and force multiply that good, you know, take your guys's knowledge and see a bunch of people who don't have that knowledge and try to sit down and just iron out a basic training packet that you can hand off. So that's kind of the philosophy that we go into with every one of range. Every one of the rangers in the ARA is also there to take the knowledge that they're learning um, and implement it in the event that something happens and they need to just be like, hey, this is what I need for my community. This is the knowledge that I have. These are all the documents that we've printed off. I know that I can make a field expedient force in less than you know in a couple days with this knowledge that I have here. And suddenly every one of the bumbling rifles that you have that is around you could be, and, and I don't want to say that in a negative context, but you'll have a lot of people that aren't trained that when they, they bust out a safe queen and congratulations, they don't mm. know what the hell to do, you know? And that rifle is finally getting put to work. And that guy has no idea what the fuck to do, but he showed up and he gives a shit. So take that knowledge. You know, it could be the, the ranger that just joined us, but he gives a whole lot of a shit. So that's when it comes down to it. Like our motto is force multiply good. 
So, and that means that every one of us is expected to be a leader. You know, my job is to train leaders. I don't want to train followers that fuck followers. That's pointless. Train leaders because when I die, somebody else is going to step in when they're gone. Somebody else is going to step in. And then the message and the knowledge is going to keep flowing and the culture is going to keep, keep being proliferated. And we know it's going to be along moralistic guidelines. No, right on. And that's, that's something that is kind of lacking, unfortunately. Like we, we have this great concept of what the second amendment is, but really, like you said, it's, it's a bunch of safe Queens, unfortunately, for the most part, it's not people putting in the work as they once did. And I mean, God, you, you don't even have to touch small unit tactics, just like the lack of leadership skills, the lack of any kind of, any kind of idea of, of getting into that kind of thing and it being important. A lot of people are just on the stuck on the individualistic scale of my rifle is to defend, you know, my 1400 square feet home. And that's, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's <laughs> where the second amendment ends. It's like, whoa, there, dude, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot more that's going to need to be, you know, learned. That, that's one of the things that really, truly baffles me. It's like, you'll see this constant, like, yeah, but what it like, you'll see it like, oh yeah, my home, my home, my home. And it's like, okay, but like, what about, what if you got a bunch of people within your community together and you train together and suddenly instead of protecting everybody's home individually, you guys can protect your community <laughs> because a building can get surrounded, but a community that is strong and healthy and, and, and works alongside its first responders can truly make the difference between um, can mitigate disasters or catastrophes or any kind of negative event that happens like that. So, you know, the, the, and that's, I, I'm not a fan of hyper individualism. Um, if, if you haven't gathered, um, I think that that is a curse that has been put upon us, you know, in the fifties, uh, the whole American philosophy, newer American philosophy of, oh, I can do everything by myself. You can't, and you're going to die in the ditch. <laughs> um, and you need to move away from that. You need to, if you have a buddy, get his buddies and then get some other buddies, make a team. You know, and be like, all right, guys, what are, what is our goal? Okay, hey, we want to help each other out. We want to be, you know, we want to be first responders in our communities. Okay, go go volunteer at your, you know, local. For instance, a lot of sheriff's offices have uh, elderly outreach. Go 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 do that. That's so good because your community needs that. Or go volunteer at your fire at uh, your local uh, fire department. You know, it's it starts everything that you want to change starts with the self. And everything else just influences because you got your friends want to be cool, too. <laughs> no, absolutely. That's that's one of my favorite things when you have the guys who go out and do this stuff every weekend. And then they're like they're just telling them they're more normal friends who maybe have, you know, a 22 and a, a poverty pony AR in the safe. It's like, dude, for one, please rattle can that. But two, have you ever like done a ruck with that thing have you ever taken it out in the woods or has it just gone to the indoor range and you know maybe maybe the desert every once in a while to shoot at cans like maybe we should maybe we should bring you along and kind of uh grow this culture beyond just uh plinking yeah bring your bring your kid out and break some shit yeah yeah um seriously <laughs> break please break some of your stuff that condor it needs to it needs to face some abuse yeah <laughs> so absolutely learning and that's one of the things that I love about the ARA in, in regards to gear and equipment is that guys will come out and they'll put in work. Like they have a legitimate purpose 
to buy kit now. Now we have uh, a handbook for the organization that details what basic items that you're going to need, what you should have within the X amount of time and stuff like that. But it gets people along the lines of like, hey, I actually have a team now. I need to consider moving away from this piece of shit Baofeng. And maybe I need to get something a little bit more robust, you know, like go and pick them, picking up a, a Motorola or going and picking up, um, you know, any other of those great radios that are out there because I don't have a way to securely talk to my team. Uh, mind you, Bafangs are great, great starters. They're ubiquitous. Everybody and their grandmother knows it. And there's a reason that they are. There's so many of them. Yeah. Um, but within a team, you should be moving away from stuff like that. But I'm I'm going to leave that to the experts um, like communications workspace. Uh, fantastic. You know, I, I have a I have a delight talking to those guys uh, within those communications channels. Um, but bring out other gear, you know, see what does and what doesn't work. Um, test some stuff, learn about your equipment. And then it's going to teach you a lot about yourself because, you know, you have guys that are like, hell yeah, bro, I got the newest drippiest spirit of systems whatever it's like okay congratulations uh now rock with it and you know realizing that they may or may it may or may or not work out no for sure like it, it was really great to see uh i think that was that was one of your posts talking about um or at least in part talking about being that guy quote unquote like <laughs> the, the guy who comes out and either doesn't have the skills or the gear to keep up but it was uh one of the group pictures, I think the one I shared for the uh, the Q and A. You've got guys who are rocking like Gucci Gucci kit, Gucci uniform gear, like a Scar Seventeen with a, a decent scope on it. That's our chaplain, got... by the way. Oh hell yeah! Our chaplain sends people to God with seven six two. That that's that's the way to do it. But, <laughs> um, uh, and then you've got you know guys with uh, with cheaper gear with like surplus stuff and you know just a t shirt and some some khaki pants or something but that's you know that's that's how you learn that's how you get to get to where the chaplain's at i guess yeah i mean that's how you that, that's how you get to where you put in put in the work you know and and i'm see i'm a bit of a gear nerd i like testing stuff out and i pick that up for my time in public services you know it's like i'll buy something and it's like eh, this didn't work out for me um so i'll either recycle it and sell it within the ara for like 20 percent loss or i'll just put it on like tax swap but I like to test gear out because I think it's unique. But, you know, I always tell guys, it's like, hey, guys, you know, if you have to if you have to buy something right now, buy something that's going to make your body not hurt in a couple <laughs> of years. And, yeah. that, and that's why it's important to buy good kit. But at the end of the day, nylon is nylon, such as, um, you know, one of our call tree leaders. He, he runs a Condor kit and he's also one of our medics, um, you know it's just fine. It does everything he needs it to do. It does what he's looking for on a budget. And that's all that freaking matters is that, do you have kit that works for you? That looks professional because I'm going to be honest, if your kit looks like a bag of shit, I'm going to probably tell you to take it off or do something with it because in a public service environment, and that's where I'm always circling back to interacting with the general public. I want the public to look at the, look at us and be like, those guys look really sharp. Yeah. Those guys yeah, look yeah. very well put together. Um, that's something I wanted to to ask about, and actually, some one of the questions from our listeners was: uh, Do you, as an organization, make any conscious efforts to differentiate yourself from, say, three percenter and associated kind of groups? Because they will often look like bags of shit, and as a result, they get you know critiqued for it quite rightly. So you see some guy in like, you know, woodland camis with the an ungodly beer gut. It doesn't look like he could run two hundred meters without vomiting. And uh, and all of his stuff is from before any of us were born, and you're like, 
is this guy the militia you know is is this is this what a responsible modern rifleman looks like like no he looks kind of like a joke so yes we actually have a unif so we have what's called the ranger uniform or the public service uniform and it's specifically for uh working with the public missions for the general public or pr events and that goes into detail what you are expected to be in um mm. such as i'm going to read uh, just an excerpt from um like our our blouses tops and shirts uh they shall be coyote tan uh, coyote tan 499 od or ranger green must be of neutral coloring no t-shirts may be required to tucked in may be required to be tucked in and this is variable and mission dependent you know just depending on the situation and it's just to make certain that hey uh I don't want you looking like a bag of shit because if you're on my team looking like a bag of shit, I'm going to send you home <laughs> because I have no patience for unprofessionalism. You know, I'm very, very, my job is to protect the greater organization as a whole and to make certain that uh, we look, we look good because if you look good, you feel good. Um, you know, you're going to stop a fight before it even begins. You know, especially if you show up and you're looking sharp and somebody's there wanting to pick a fight because they think this community is vulnerable. And they all of a sudden they see these guys and they look really squared away and they're conducting themselves very professional. They're going to take their shit and they're going to move it somewhere else because they don't want anything to do with that. And congratulations, you stopped something before it even began. Mm. And that to me is fantastic because the last thing that I want to do is be be required to use force on any individual when they're up to uh, nefarious purposes or taking advantage of individuals in the public. You know, if I can oh, show up, have right. a conversation with somebody and deescalate the situation and they can just be like, Hey man, maybe I was being kind of an asshole. I was having a bad day. <laughs> I'm just going to go take my crap home. You know, and it's that kind of stuff that's really important. And that's something that I did learn as a first responder in my almost a decade of doing that. And I really don't like that term. What I do, what I do like is, you know, the, the public service involved with that. And I'm, I'm very, very big on de-escalation. So that's where my prior, primary focus is. And part of that is looking good, being professional, being sharp. Um, you know, cause that's, that's, that's it. That's the key. And plus, man, you look, you look good on Instagram too. <laughs> hey, um, and, 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 and as Mike says, uh, Grantham, you know, it's like it looking good is, is the most important thing that you could do. Uh, <laughs> I think there is a lot of truth in that. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Like, you know, the, the, the grubby misfit group, like no one's being like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. And, and I want to bet myself to, to be like that dude that they're not, they're like, uh, that guy's going to be in a meme. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and and the guys who are squared away, like everyone's gonna be like, oh, I would like to get to that point. I would love to be that guy. Uh, just different worlds of, of preparation and kind of mindset, like you were saying. Absolutely. So it's like my time as a first responder, you know, you know, that that was looking good was the majority of what could stop uh, anything. And we have a lot of guys, you know, even if you're listening to this and you're a corrections officer, you know that if you look good and have people's respect, you can stop. You can make that cell block a nice environment i'm not going to say the keyword but you can make it a nicer environment than what you what the other person left it as mm. um but yeah i mean there is there is the psychological conditioning behind actually looking good being professional and having gear for a mission you know because it's like you'll see it a lot of times on tax swap it's like i'm in my mom's basement eating tendies and it's like no you have fucking kit and you want to kind of meme about it and pretend that you know you don't want to go out there and put in the work but it's like 
you you have all this shit and you're not willing to go out there and actually put it to good use, um, I'm going to consider you a shit bag. If you're an adult man and you own a bunch of kit and you're not actively seeking to put it to good use, regardless of what it is, if you're not putting it to work, what the fuck are you doing? No, you're, you're playing tactical dress up. Yeah, that's all it is. And you could just play armor for that. Um, <laughs> a lot cheaper. Yeah, a hell of a lot cheaper. A damn a lot cheaper. Um, so, you know, we do have a public service uniform. Uh, we do have a field uniform as well. Um, but that is m- looser. A bit more um, mission dependent. A bit more mission dependent, but we also conduct PID through multiple rotating analog means. Um, and that's just following along with like, quote unquote analog encryption. So we just do things that way. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we, we do have that and uh, uniformity is very important to us when operating with the general public. Yeah, no, I, I think that's important because... Right now, we are really, I feel, at a crux where there is such an opportunity to really further the cause of of this kind of mindset in the community and differentiating ourselves from, I'm going to call them like a past generation, really, because most of those guys are like, <laughs> they're, they're on some kind of heart medication now. They're <laughs> probably, probably using walkers. Like a lot of these guys are not capable and haven't been capable since at least the 90s, if not their prior service when they were actually held to some kind of fitness standard before uh deciding to go play play in the woods you know but yeah <laughs> to tie on to that real quick um and this isn't to shame anybody who is out there actively like okay dude you got fat on you right now because of your career or because you're getting older or because as a teenager nobody ever taught you about health mm. go out there and if anybody is shaming you they're a shit bag because if you're out there and you're putting in the work and you're sweating and you're trying to improve yourself I don't give a shit about how fat you are right now. What I'm worried about and what I'm concerned about is how much of an awesome person you're going to be in a couple months, in a year, because it's going to practice that mental discipline to put in that work. So ignore what anybody else is saying that's negative about this. All right. You got this. Anything that you want from life, go and get it, man. Absolutely. I mean, we we make some fat jokes on this show, but yeah, but on the other other side of that, on a serious note, we always say, you know, fat is a mentality. Like fat is a mentality. You're damn right. You can be skin and bones with a beer gut, and if you're just sitting there on the couch, like doing fuck all of yourself, yeah, you're fat. If yeah. You, or, and if you're if you're 300 pounds, but you're at the gym every day or every you know every, every couple of days, whatever, you're, you're working on yourself, you're trying to improve yourself. I don't consider you fat. If you're at the gym, like trying to work it off consistently, you're you're trying to do something to to better yourself, to be healthier. You're you're not fat in my eyes. You're you're doing something. Absolutely, you know, and, and those people, you know, need to be need to be pushed and they need to be encouraged and they need to be reminded, like, hey man, your your brothers are behind you. Like we have, uh, you know, guys in the ARA that are like, hey man, I'm trying to improve on my fitness, and we have an entire conversation and channel dedicated to personal fitness, and you know, it motivates guys to get out there and put in the work. And we have seen so many so much great change, especially health wise, through a lot of people within our organization, simply because we promote a, a an idea of, you know, we don't have fitness standards we have personal health standards that you should aspire to, to have, Mm. you know, it's like personal health decisions and it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. Obviously, you know, if you, if you join us and you're crazy obese and you're not putting in the work, we're going to have a, have to have a come to Jesus. But if you join (laughs) us and you got some fat on your body that you're trying to work out, but you're fucking showing up every single field training exercise you're doing, you're going to body failure. Hell yes. Keep (laughs) on rocking it because I will support you 100%. Sitting there applauding the guys he's throwing up during a rug. You're like, hey, that's, <laughs> hey, hey, 
<laughs> that's character development. In. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, I have definitely had days where I'm like, "Ooh, I am, I am falling out a little bit. This is embarrassing." But you know what? You wouldn't, you wouldn't discover that if you're not out there trying and and doing the thing. You know, if you if you just have all your kit sitting in your closet and you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll just fill up my." my three-day bag and and disappear in the woods and you, you're just thinking that to yourself like oh yeah that's just what i'll do and then you get out there and you can't move that more than a mile without you know having to sit there and take an hour break yeah it, you're still playing tactical dress up but yeah if you're actually out there pushing yourself and being like oh that is my limit holy yeah. fuck that's not good we need to we need to do better because that's like, not going to be your limit tomorrow with that mindset that's yeah. your limit today, right here in this moment. But that's the beauty of life, is that tomorrow, it's another day. And congratulations, man, you made it. And guess what? You learned a little bit more about what you're capable of, because tomorrow it's not going to be the same. Tomorrow you're going to go a little bit for- further. Because in a year from now, congratulations, you are rocking it. You oh, are no, in- for sure. So it, that, I apologize. I, it's making me a little bit animated, but it's one no, of my most no. exciting things, man. I love... I love seeing character development. No, that you know? that is the best part about doing any of this kind of stuff is when you see the guys that actually, they don't make the excuses, they do show up routinely and you see them go from, you know, like I, I've seen people over the years who I've been shooting and training with go from, you know, having that extra weight and being kind of a little bit uncomfortable about it and kind of doubting themselves. And, you know, it affects everything. It's not just your physical health, it's your, your mental health, your kind of idea of what you're capable of. And then, they actually go out there and see where their body's at and see, you know, after, after a little bit of time, what it can get to. And they're like, oh, that improvement was well earned, but like, I, I'm a different person now. And another year of this, holy shit, who knows? Yeah, you're going to be a rock star, man. <laughs> yeah, and, seriously. And, you know, the only way to, to, to do it is just to do it. You know, it sucks. And, and that's why, you know, a lot of guys will have this philosophy circling to, I know we're on health right now, but it's, it's also along anywhere, the lines of, on addiction. You know, like if you're addicted to nicotine, um, such as I used nicotine for for nine years, you know, and uh, one day I woke up and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And I just stopped. <laughs> and it's just you could do whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. Um, and, and it is a little OK to, to kind of call myself out um, on field training exercises. Uh I do enjoy one half cigarette. That's for me. <laughs> I only go for half and I toss it away. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's like, as long as you practice discipline in regards to everything that you do, you'll be okay. Because, you know, once you give into the addiction, like, hey, man, nobody's saying that you can't enjoy some Doritos, dude. Just practice moderation. Nobody's saying that you can't enjoy your pipe tobacco, man. Just be practice moderation. You want to have a beer with a couple of buddies? Be accountable. Practice in moderation. <laughs> That's all it is. Nobody's saying that you can't enjoy. Obviously, don't go do meth. Don't ever do meth. Don't do. Don't ever do heavy drugs, please. Not, e- not even once, kids. <laughs> not even. Not even a little bit. Um, uh, but <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, it's stuff like that. It's just moderation, man. It's just got to get into the mindset. You know, no, for sure. This episode was brought to you by AWS, Advanced Warfighting Solutions. We use the s*** out of their gear here at On War. Everything's made in North Carolina, and they make everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of their SMU war belt, the snack pack, their assault pack, their plate carrier. Kind of a big fan of everything. And they've been around for a long time with a lot of hard-use kit. Overseas and here at home. 
Sorry, I'm just uh, reattaching my phone. Sorry, it did come loose. This is my fidget spinner, okay? I know, I know. AWS is our longest running sponsor and they've helped us do a little bit of everything here at Art and War from keeping the guides coming out by providing Nathan a new iPad as well as chucking gear our way so we can get out there on the range. Tough as hell gear so they can help us go LARP in the woods. Yep, my assault pack comes out with me every time I'm in the woods. If you want to pick up a one and done Molly pistol belt, look no further than the AWS SMU belt. Use code ARTANDWAR10 for $10 off. We get no kickbacks, you just save money. Link to their site down in the description and in the Seaburn Art Pages bio. Thanks for listening, now let's get back to the show. That's, that's something that I feel like we are a very pampered people in this day and age where we're so used to having so many vices. And, and and they've been normalized to the point that we don't even consider them vices. Like, four hours of television at night, like, most people wouldn't consider that a vice. Or, or you know, the, the equivalent of video games and, like, sitting there doing nothing and or just stuffing your face with, you know, fast food two or three times a week or whatever it may be. We're so comfortable with very poor choices for ourselves. We don't even question it a lot of the time. But I, I feel like we're starting to reclick. Finally we're starting to grow that culture of accountability once again. And it's because of stuff like this where you're, you know, you might be the guy that's falling out and making everyone like, you know, everyone has to slow down for you and go like, Jesus, we were, we just got started again. Like we've been walking 10 minutes and we have to take another break. And that, that kind of accountability amongst your peers really does make a big difference in how you consider those vices. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I cut out this thing and now this is like infinitely easier. And it's just all it is is just discipline. Yeah. You know, that's all it consistency is built upon discipline. And you know, it, it's just one of those things that how can I say this? You can enjoy earned vices, you know, such yeah. as congratulations, you got home from work and you want to you want to de-stress and your way of de-stressing is playing video games and you've got nothing else to do. You know, you need to practice that mindset. It's like, hey, man, I got home from work. There's nothing else to do. I know there's nothing else to do. I'm going to go relax the way that I want to. Yeah, you know, absolutely. but if but if you've got other shit to take care of, like being a dad or if you go do the dishes, go take care of what needs to get taken care of and earn your relaxation, then you're good. But this whole America, as I and I don't mean to get too off topic here, but I feel like the majority of the philosophy when it comes to pamperedness of americans as a whole especially well westerners as a whole is due to rampant rampant corporatocracy where we are seen more or less as a i wouldn't say lab experiment but it's like hey you know enjoy this new 12 billion calorie item it tastes delicious because we conditioned it to taste delicious (laughs) and it's like jesus christ all right i mean i don't want to i'm not going to you know, so it's just stuff like that, that it's like, if you want to beat anybody, you first, you just need to beat yourself. You need to make certain that you're conquering the person who you were yesterday. Conquer thyself and become better. That's, that's what you need to do. And it yep. starts today, right now, right this second, whatever you're doing, whatever you want to do, stop talking about it and just go freaking do it. Because nobody else is going to do it for you, and then you're going to get old, and you're going to get freaking dead, and then you're going to re- have regrets. You know, I'm not not necessarily in that order because that'd be really curious because the lack of consciousness. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just one of those things that it's like 
if you feel like you need to, you, you want to join the gym, go join the gym. If you feel like, dang, I, I really want to go shooting tomorrow because my, my quals suck. Okay, cool. Awesome. Go shooting tomorrow. Or, hey, man, I really feel like, you know, I want to go for a walk. It's like where I'm at, it's night out. Go for a walk. Who cares? Go put a headlamp on. Go, f- go for a walk. Go enjoy your environment. If you haven't done your area studies, you need to do those too. Regardless <laughs> of who it's going to, you should always have an area study. But go get it done, guys. Go go put in the work. Go go be the change. You know, right go now. Go earn your vice. Yeah, go and earn your <laughs> vice. Gosh dang it. That's what that's what you need to do. Go go earn your vice, TM. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna start a multi billion dollar company with that now. <laughs> earn your vice. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I do love that thing because I don't know, I I enjoy a joint from time to time, but you know what? If if I just smoked myself into oblivion every day, I would get fuck all done. And there's a whole culture of that. that yes. That that is like a person's existence. And that's terrifying. You know, like Absolutely. <laughs> to, to, and so many people they have that for, for all sorts of different things. And I I refuse it, you know, and thank God there's other people in that kind of same I think a lot of us are coming to a realization about that, where it's like we we really do need to be more responsible for ourselves, and uh, and I don't know, like just set ourselves up for more success. Like there's a people have done so much stagnation the last few years. A lot of people are like I am going to really step up my game and really get away from just you know like not progressing myself. Yeah, I, and you know, to 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 circle back on that, it's like one of the biggest things that I that I feel is that the the philosophy that you're not capable of enjoying things that are pleasant. You know, obviously, yeah. you, you said that you enjoyed, you know, uh, you know, recreational marijuana from time to time. Like at the end of the you're day, like, good lord, <laughs> it's like who, who cares? You know, I don't give a crap what another adult is doing. What my only concern is, all right, if I know I can I call this person in an emergency and will they show up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where my concern or, hey, is this person accountable? Because if there are, I, I can never tell another adult what to do with their personal life, but I care how it impacts me. And I know that that you have a great mindset and a great philosophy that obviously you'd be a good asset for your community because, you know, it, I don't know. I think that, that that mindset is good. I think that mindset is fantastic, such as. There are, um, you know, if, if I'm going to drink a beer or whatever, I'm obviously going to let uh, my XO know, like, hey, man, I'm probably going to be out of service tonight because it's my wife and I's anniversary and we're going to go out to dinner and I'm going to have a little bit of whiskey with our meal. Uh, so for safety, don't I'm not available for call outs tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just letting my people know where I'm going to be at, who I'm going to be with, what I'm going to be doing, you know, just in case there is an emergency that comes up that, you know. That it's just for safety and accountability, you know, so that's just the only way that I see that. Like, I don't care what other adults do. Um, I just want to make certain that my people are good. And that's where my concern is at. And I don't have to bail anybody out of jail. Because, no, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, that's that's the consistent meme. Um, we, we don't do safety briefs or anything unless I'm doing it as like a complete joke. But <laughs> it, we we are serious about it, though. It's like, hey, man, if you're going to be out and you need somebody to drive you home, call your call your call tree leader. Um for for our military guys they don't know what it is uh you know a call tree leaders think of our call trees like platoons so it's just a platoon leader so yeah call him he'll he'll get you a ride you'll you'll get somewhere safe you won't get any chewing out because this isn't the bullshit military he's your brother he's there to help yeah. you no the uh the amount of people my <laughs> my dad drove home during his career was 
<laughs> in the hundreds, I'm sure. Yeah, the only rule is you got to buy them food. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you feed your driver and you give your driver gas. You're squared. There you go. Um, but that's, but, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's my opinion on that. And again, it's, everybody has an opinion. And... Yeah. No, full <laughs> disclosure. You seem like a very straight laced guy. So I just wanted to catch you off guard with the joint thing. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I am, I am, I am very, uh, I am very straightforward with how I do things. I don't like to, I don't even really like to drink alcohol. And when I do. Oh, no, 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 it, no judgment on that. I, <clears throat> I, I love the straight laced guys, but I, I, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, a, I'm, a, I'm a poker and prodder. <laughs> you're, you're quite all right. I have no problem with that. Um, you know, my growing up you know i saw that kind of thing i had you know i for instance like a, a buddy's dad you know had served time in the military and his his dad's back was all fucked up because he pardon my language because he was a combat engineer and the va was not taking care of him and instead of taking a bunch of medication you know he literally would just smoke a joint before he went to bed and he'd do it out in the garage away from everybody make certain his family was taken care of he smoke a joint goes to bed that I don't, who cares? You know, that's awesome because, you know, you're not, I don't consider that a vice for one. I don't consider that, I, I, I don't consider marijuana a vice. I'd consider it like alcohol, right? Just respect it because it's your body. You're putting something in your body. You're given one of them. So maybe you should be a little mindful. Oh, yeah. um, but it's just one of those things, man. It's like, it just exists. You're never going to get rid of it. Just respect it. Respect your body. So. Yeah, right on. There you go. Appalachian Rangers, legalize it. No, I, I have no political <laughs> opinion. Um, I'm, now I'm just being a shed. <laughs> you're um, quite all right. But I will vote one way or another, you know, if that vote ever comes to Tennessee. Oh, uh, no, that, that's something that's something I eyed up about Tennessee. I was like, oh, man, they, they, they are like, you guys are pretty serious about marijuana out there. From yeah, what I've seen. Tennessee, like, <laughs> Tennessee Code Annotated is very, um, has a very, very specific approach to handling that kind of thing. And it's kind of universal and it's i i'm really hoping that the new generation of individuals you know provide that vote and we can change some some laws because there are some things that it's just like man this is really really silly like this yeah. doesn't even make logical sense i, I was I, after there was like a few recent not, not to make this all a, a, like a half hour on weed for <laughs> we're talking about uh organizing communities and stuff but no i i was looking into it out there i was like really after there was a few states nearby that i think added medicinal or something and i was like all right what's what's up in tennessee the you know because I, I know you guys are very cool on on gun rights so i was like okay it's probably going to be the other way on on weed and sure enough i'm like ah you can't have both but anyhow. yeah marijuana possession in tennessee is just one huge vibe check so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might end up getting vibe checks uh, yeah yeah so um but yeah <laughs> driving forward drive forward no no i, I Anyway, um, so something I did want to get into was uh, because you guys have seemingly, I don't know if you guys have seen um, well-organized groups the same size as yours. Um, have you seen any other groups like as big as your organization I, that, that do similar stuff? Um, no, I haven't. Personally. I, I've seen a lot of good organizations that are out there that are putting in the work. I, I can't speak on on, on their the, the size of their of what they got going on. Um, but I know that a lot of guys are very focused on that and, you know, um, give me one second. I'm going to, I'm going to pull them up on Instagram cause I want to actually just give them a little bit of a shout out. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, a shout out to, you know, you guys have, uh, the first Pennsylvania mountain regiment, you know, for mm. instance, those guys are out there putting in that work and whatnot. And 
you know, you'll also have the guys at the first New England Minutemen. Uh, I don't know what the size of their teams are. That's that's all on them. But I, I like what they're doing. I like that they're trying to get out there and interact with those, their communities. Um, and if you're in Pennsylvania or if you're in New England and seek them out, go have a conversation with them on Instagram. That's that's what I think that should be be, be going on. You know, people should be having this outreach. Uh, but those are the only two that I know about that kind of do what we do. I know there's a bunch of smaller groups and stuff going on. I, I can't speak on, on, on behalf of them and I don't want to misspeak or disrespect them in any way, shape or form. Um, but that's to my knowledge, what I know. Yeah. Like, cause it was, it made a fair bit of a splash when, uh, you know, Redbeard Tactical, uh, joined you guys and we talk, there was a lot of talk about training a company sized civilian element element. And uh, kind of how disappointingly rare that is. But have you guys faced any difficulty training with that greater number? Or has it kind of been very, very natural as you train up leaders to, to handle that? It's been kind of natural, if I'm being honest, because we have a very... St- this is going to circle back. I'm very, very focused on administration and logistics. Mm. So we have uh, implemented in 2023 what's called the Ranger Rating and Proficiency Standards. And they go one through five. And let's say you just joined the ARA, you have, you're not on the RRPS whatsoever, but in order to get out of probationary status, you have to have attended three field training exercises and have RRPS level one done. This, this is kind of like our very flexible, basic training program, mm. um, to get people, to get people along the lines of, Hey man, this is what you need to be shooting for as you mean aspiring to, um, it includes a firearms qualification and also uh, gear and everything else like that. And so it's kind of like one very simple, flexible training program. I'm blessed with a lot of really great military personnel that have tutored and mentored me to be able to get up to uh, company command type environment. And I'm constantly being mentored and I'm constantly seeking this wisdom out. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say it comes easy, but if you go out and you seek knowledge, um, you could do anything. There's literally nothing that is stopping you. Um, but because I, I, man, I'm, I'm all about the ARA. I, I live it, breathe it, eat it, sleep it. It's, it's just what I do to me. it comes naturally, um, just because I'm, I'm willing to put in the work and I've, I have fantastic, uh, individuals within the ARA that are also putting in the work, you know, my call tree leaders, I, I could not do anything without them. I'm, I'm blessed by competent, capable men, everywhere that i look uh appalachia has very fortunately provided mm. you know has given has given the ARA some of her best stuns I, I love to hear that i've definitely know a lot of good people out there i, I need to visit i've never been to never been to appalachia but, well i uh, think that when you come out here you know we'll, we'll coordinate we'll get you onto an ftx uh we'll get oh, you yeah. out get you get you dirty have some fun with a with the boys um in yeah yeah <laughs> need to it, it's good that the progression of what you guys do like you said you're you're generating leaders it's you're not generating followers so as the organization grows the people you know as they stick with it they're going to be able to go from being like you know oh i'm now a rifleman to a leader of riflemen and then as more people come in kind of it's just going to naturally progress and and grow and you guys are going to flex to meet uh more people coming in absolutely and and that's the overall goals and ideas and, you know, we'll, we'll have a specific, so we treat the ARA as just one big company and we're going to have specialized, you know, 
things for people to do and everything down the line. An example of that, we have an engineering core um, mm. led by a fantastic army engineer. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a great man and he has a whole lot of passion about what he does. But we couldn't we cover like the citizen mindset of it, like. You know, engineering might be, hey, man, you need to remove debris from this house or, hey, you need to, you know, put up sandbags because this water line is rising and getting crazy. Or, hey, this road needs to be cleared. Let's get our engineers out there and get this squared away. You know, that kind of environment. And, you know, they are enablers of the greater company as a whole. And, you know, that's also one of our. So we have a, a tab system where individuals can go and they can seek this knowledge and they'll be able to earn a tab. And that is to let everybody know, like, hey, this person has sought out additional knowledge. They have gone through the training. They have earned it. And, you know, I know that I could call upon and trust this person to get this task done. Plus, it's a matter of, uh, you know, envy where it's like, oh, man, that's a really cool tab. That that class, though, is so difficult. That training is so difficult, though. And it's like, yeah, but I stuck with it and I earned it, you know, so. No, that's that's the future, like specialization. Like, you know, it's it's great to be a rifleman, but. When it comes down to it, how much good is a rifleman in peacetime or, you know, all the rest of it? Any, any other time when you're not in a gunfight, like you need to be able to be more than just a rifle. So that, that's something that I've seen people gradually start to talk about a little bit more is, is specializations. We've, we've had people talking more about uh, utilization of drones and stuff. And the engineering thing is like definitely very important, especially in this country where we're, we're seeing things like, uh, you know, power grid power grids being shut down and all that kind of thing where there's going to be lots of fallout from you know natural disasters and and you know, sabotage and things like that you guys being able to step in and have a little bit more than just uh you know on hand to help but actually maybe do repairs and make things a bit safer for people that's that's a big thing absolutely being able to provide our in own house solutions you know to 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 problems as they arise in order to, or, you know, even to help within our communities in any way, shape or form, you know, it's, it, it's, it's something that I'm, I don't know. I, I just, I love seeing it. I love seeing it happen. I love seeing it occur because I know that, you know, one day, like they might not be grateful for today, but you know, they might look back on it and be like, dang, I'm really glad those guys showed up and they helped us out, you know? So regardless of what it is, you know, we're here to serve our people. We're here to serve our communities. No, I love that. So going into the new year, you, you mentioned kind of your first year was basically getting set up. Do you have any kind of concrete plans for the, the general idea of this year's direction? Uh, yes, I do. So I actually have a five-year plan implemented. I know in the communist China meme, um, <clears throat> but you know, the, the goal is to, on our five-year plan, to have a home for us when we are finally done with, with our basics of our work. And that home is going to be the location, you know, it's going to be our philosophy of pushing the, you know, American first responder out there, you know, the citizen responder. And, uh, you know, first year is foundation. The second year, this year is we're going to be building our walls. And that means that we're going to be improving our overall, uh, developing further SOPs, establishing uh, schools within our organization to handle specific tasks and functions such as. Like the engineers. Like our engineers or our reconnaissance group. Um, stuff like that, or, you know, drones, because we might not have aircraft, um, but, 
right right now. We have a, we have a couple people that do right have now. their licenses. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple Damn. people that do have their licenses. Um, but we're we're having we're scaling and being prepared to support them logistically, even if it's for a very short period of time. We're still able to sustain that to some regard. You know, we're we're trying to just keep it not flashy. We're not trying to flaunt what we're doing. We're just trying to keep it very straightforward, very simple, very methodical, uh, and, and implement things as they come along where they're possible. But yeah, the second year, man, is going to be us increasing our level of discipline when it comes to field training exercises, um, taking a lot of wisdom from a lot of great people out there, including uh, Redbeard. Uh, I don't know if he wants me to say his actual name or not. I have no idea, but um, I, th- I think he went by it. Yeah, yeah, he went by he went by Felix uh, okay. when he came when he came on our show. Okay, awesome. As, well, so you know, Felix, uh, we're gonna establish a mission to go ad- abduct him from Germany um, and make him <laughs> him an American. Um, but he's going to be a consistent when it comes out to our field training exercises. Um, he's a fantastic man, and we're we're very blessed to have him as as, as an educator as well. Um, but I I don't consider him just an educator. I consider him like he's he's truly one of us. He's one of my brothers. He's he's, he's such a great guy. No, um, and it's funny being a being a Brit, like seeing a German kind of with that same mentality of like this is something that people should be doing not like not just the military but this should be just a part of society not to not to put words in his mouth but you know his actions kind of speak for themselves kind of sharing this knowledge with you guys and helping helping set you guys up for success uh as he can with i mean how long was he visiting for like just a a field exercise weekend basically yeah he was there for well he was there for other purposes um we went and borrowed him from the guys at uh, crossfire (laughs) usa uh in you know, in Charleston and we, we went out and picked him up. Cause he was like, Hey, did I miss the field exercise? And I'm like, no brother, you didn't. It's in the morning. And he was like, <laughs> Oh crap. Okay. Ha. And uh, me and uh, my firearms instructor, um, he, we, we drove out there and we went and snagged him and we had, he attended the field training exercise. He had to leave that Sunday, unfortunately. Um, but you know, next time he's out, we're going to be planning to spend a little bit more time, like personal time together and everything else like that. So he can come out and mingle with the boys and we can get dinner and, you know, we can actually just, you know, j- just be brothers, you know, just yeah, enjoy yeah. the camaraderie and then, you know, then put in the work that weekend. Um, but I, I, I don't want to speak to when I'm going to see him next, but it's going to be quarter one of this year. So just be on the lookout for when that gets posted. Um, I don't know if he's going to take his usual payment of a pals cheeseburger, but I'm hoping that he does. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really eager to, to get him out and and give him a hug again. So that's excellent. It's, it's great to see, you know, like the people, like I said earlier, like it, it's regardless of, of, uh, where you come from and also kind of what you guys are about. It's, it's just good people with that. I would say the right mentality coming together and being like, Oh, we're, we're both trying to proliferate this. We're trying to spread this message. We're trying to make this more a factor of our society. And the way that those people are just kind of re- just naturally finding each other. Cause you know, it, it's a, it's a little bit niche right now, but it's changing rapidly. And thankfully that is, I, I really do think the right people with the right, the right mentality and the right drive for this it's its not being half-assed like the people who are doing this stuff are really like pushing it yeah you need to be about it you know people need to stop just talking about it people need to stop just posting random shit on instagram that they read in the military <laughs> manual 20 years ago and you need to actually just go be about it because you know none of that's going to help you out if you're not actually developing a team 
Um, yeah. you know, words are words, you know, but putting in the work and actually getting out there in the field, um, you know, what is it like real G's move in silence? Like, you're not going to know that these guys are actually doing shit until you see it. And they're like, Oh, well, all right. And they are actually about it. Um, and, and that's, that's the biggest, most important thing to me. It's like, I'm not focused on what anybody else has going on. I handle my men, my Rangers, and you know, I'm, I make certain that we're all taken care of to the best of my ability. And other leader people that are wanting to be leaders out there, they need to be doing the same thing. You know, list posts on whatever about stupid nonsense and actually like getting out there and, and sharing and proliferating that knowledge that they've obtained with others. Oh, right on. So aside from, uh, we talked a little bit about kind of, uh, you know, the aesthetics and kind of interactions with, with the public, but aside from, you know, uniformity, do you have any advice for like-minded people and groups to be better with public perception of, of civilian riflemen groups yeah pick one of your best speakers and have that person interact with the general public every single mm. thing goes through that person literally yeah, dedicated pr guy absolutely and they need to be the best speaker that you have i don't care who it is or how it is it does not have to be the leader over the organization but it has to be somebody that's like hey this dude is really good i mean you might have a freaking weatherman come on and join your organization <laughs> congratulations that's your public face from now on um <laughs> You know, so that's their job. So if I had to give a little bit of advice, um, one, establish who you are, be professional. Um, don't literally blabbermouth about every single thing, but, you know, less tell, more show. Mm. No, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of a lot of preaching, but significantly less uh, doing. Yeah, it, it's changing, like I was saying, but definitely still a lot of uh preaching from the pulpit and not actually getting out there in the mud and being like hey i can do this <laughs> yeah I, and that's i completely agree you know and it's it, people will have their presumptions and their ideas and, and everything else like that but you know get out there man get out there put in the work you know and, and if you don't and if you're not working to establish your team um you're just going to feed the ditch and the ditch is hungry <laughs> the ditch hungers. Oh uh brutal but true <laughs> yeah it, you can't escape it man you know you know like okay everybody everybody's gonna die one day but holy shit you, you know you're gonna be able to pick to the best of your ability or at least influence when that is but you know don't don't think you're gonna go out there in the woods by yourself like rambo and because you're you're gonna you're gonna just piss your ass out and you're gonna die because you forgot to filter something 17 times <laughs> you know it, it's just stuff like that you got to be cognizant about and be aware about um oh yeah it, it's the difference between you know taking someone out who's been living living in the woods every weekend they can for for years and someone who's like yeah i'm gonna bring i'm gonna pack like a 30 rack of beer and you know in, in the dead of winter i plan on uh <laughs> i plan on using a summer weight sleeping bag and all of that kind of thing like good god so what i was gonna ask about was and and feel free to to skip this if it's too too in in all of you guys' business but when you go training, I've seen you guys using some some great spots, like mixes of uh, abandoned buildings and stuff. Do you guys uh, train on public land or, or private land, or what's kind of your setup for for those spaces? The, that's a that's a big problem for people. Our our training environment that we have uh, utilizes all available resources. Mm. Um, I'm not going to go too into detail oh, about yeah. that, but be aware that in a lot of states, public land is open for you guys to train on, including shooting. You know, literally just contact your state wildlife management agency or whatever it is that you guys got and just be like, hey, do you guys permit shooting here? No, but we permit shooting, you know, 10 miles down the road. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just to give you guys a heads up, we, uh, you know, I do plan on shooting out there. So if you guys get any calls or whatever, this is the thing (laughs) is like, everybody wants to be like super secret ninja or whatever. But the very first thing that I did before I started, you know, we started training in the locate several locations that we do is I want to make certain that I I went and I interacted and I met that sheriff because if we're going to get any calls out there and they're going to be like, Hey, there's guys out there doing stuff. And it's like, yeah, I literally know them. They're good. You know, I'm not wasting any, anybody's precious time, any first responders time. Because they could be out there doing other shit rather than coming and interacting with. Now, mind you, I think that they want to come out and hang out with us. Um, <laughs> uh, we've we've had that once or twice before where they show up and be like, "Hey, uh, what are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Hey, we're out here training." They're like, "Can we can we join?" And I hand them a business card. I'm like, "Yeah, put in an application." <laughs> you know, join join the IRA. You know, kind of deal. And you know, a co- couple guys did. So it's just one of those things that it's like you know, make certain that you're on good relations. Make certain that you're being communicative and. You know, everybody wants to be that super secret squirrel, but that's just not the truth of the world that we live in, you know, because everybody's a Karen and everybody will do something and have an opinion and call 911. And you just need to make certain that you're interacting positively with your local elected officials and representatives. And it boils down to community interaction. No matter what you do, it just boils down to community interaction because that is that is the segue to get you anything that you need or want. That's That's the truth of the matter. If you want to train on private locations, public locations or whatever. Just say, Hey man, can we, can we do this here? And, and that's it. So put in the work. Sure. I like out here in the West, like we have a lot of, a lot of freedom with where we can go and train. But that, that was something I was curious about on the East coast. Cause I don't, I, when you look at public land in the U S you know, it, there's a little bit of a disparity between, uh, between like the Southwest and all, all of well, the West in general and uh and out east but i mean seems like you guys find decent enough spots so thank god <laughs> yeah good pr helps us out you know so for sure so we, we were talking about a little bit about specializations is there uh have you guys like tiptoed in all of those areas like drones and all the rest of it yet or is there anything that's that you haven't hit yet but is in the future for you that you haven't found like expertise to fulfill yet we have our fair share of fun, and uh, we are very fortunate to have a lot of ver- a lot of skilled and varied personnel. I'm going to be honest. There's nothing that we we don't <laughs> believe that any you can teach yourself anything that you want. Yeah, yeah. So we don't really believe that it's like, oh, well, I we don't have this, that, and the other thing. And it's like there's a book out there on it. Go read the freaking book. Go take notes and go implement it. You know, if you need it, just make it happen. Yep. And then fine tune it. And then ask for opinions and advice on when those, when that expertise does come along. So it's just that kind of thing that, you know, regardless of what it, obviously you're not going to be able to just be like, all right, I'm a pilot now. That's not how that, <laughs> that's not how that works. Manifest Hey, I mean, I mean the uh, Wright brothers did it, but I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, all those hours in worth on are going to pay off, but yeah. So really we, we do have a lot of, a lot of education, a lot of knowledge. Um, there's nothing that, I believe that is too critical for us right now. Um, as always, medical personnel are always in high demand, um, but we are working on our own uh, way to our, our, our medical officer is establishing a basic principles to obviously self and buddy aid and stuff like that, but also developing not necessarily our own like EMT school at home, but EMT school at home. 
kind of deal and working with a lot of guys from uh gorilla medical or gorilla medics uh that are in europe sorry it's european medics let's just mm. edit the rest of that garbage out working with the guys uh from european medics they have a lot of knowledge that they've put out for free that you can utilize as a base because i'm not saying they're going to be able to be a field surgeon but you're going to need to know you know how to at properly apply this stuff and actually utilize it i'm not a medical expert by any means um i'm just giving a summarization uh but i'm i'm again blessed with amazing medical personnel i don't know i said hey who needs i i asked for men and appalachia said okay here you go here's what i can offer you (laughs) that it's a great mentality to have i mean from from people just going out and uh you know acquiring the skills and knowledge they need and and also just uh showing up and being able to to be teachers because plenty of people can have specialized knowledge but it does take a certain person to be able to pass that on and proliferate that so that's our favorite word this episode proliferate proliferation but, uh, absolutely <laughs> but um no that's crazy how fortunate you guys have been with your uh your setup yeah i'm but it comes down to good planning i'm sure it, it does come down to good planning and just figuring out what doesn't work and um, if an idea doesn't work, we just throw it away. We don't stick with it. We don't. We don't believe in that. Our tradition is efficiency. <laughs> if I had to be, a, if I had to say anything, I, I, that is that is what we keep to. Um, you know, we try to be as economical as possible when it comes to what we do because, you know, all these guys, you know, they have lives outside of this too, and we have to be mindful of of their time with their family. And we'd get out every weekend if we could, but that's just not possible. So we just do one weekend a month. Mm. And, you know, we have extended field training exercises, you know, as they come up. But it's just one of those things that it just is what it is. Sure. It's it's a pretty, and and don't take this the wrong way, but a pretty straightforward organization in all the best ways. It's very, very sensibly organized by the sounds of it and very straightforward in your mission. There's not like, uh, you know, like <laughs> you, you guys are just, just on it. Yeah, we, we try our best to be, you know, we try to make certain that we are doing our best to make this organized because our, our overall goal is to be the template for what other organizations can model themselves after. Because I, I don't mean to sound so arrogant, but what we're doing, from what I've seen, nobody else in the United States is doing. Yeah, no, that, that that's exactly exactly why we wanted to bring you on, because it's like there is there is a lack of... and. It really does come down to uh, the unsexy side of things. The like great admin work makes all of this much sexier stuff possible. You know, yeah. like, having a company of dedicated dudes who who give a shit about each other and and give a shit about responsibility comes down to great admin. <laughs> and you tell a bunch of guys that you know they they, they want the the Gucci out AR and they want to they want to look good using it. It's like okay, well you you're gonna have to do a bunch of stuff that isn't like what the Instagram operators are going to be preaching, you know, like split split times and stuff like, no, you're going to be, you're going to be sitting down and like deciding who's good at what and, and uh, deciding duties and kind of, you know, figuring out how to make all of that stuff work as a unit. Not You're probably going to have spreadsheets and, (laughs) and, you know, notepads and, and lesson plans and all sorts of stuff that, you know, is not blasting away at targets and, you know, yeah doing it, all the cool stuff and that's one of the things it's like that's why we love having a photographer as well because it's like we have a lot of guys that look just absolutely drippy like they have <laughs> they just have their aesthetic down 
and getting them, you know, in maneuvers or movement or even just hanging around, like we will embellish photos as anybody does. If you believe all of those Instagram photos are real legit, like in the second, none of them are. All right. But they look good and they look clean and they look cool. And that's one of the reasons why having a photographer, in our opinion, is, is very important because it is the cool stuff that does get likes that'll draw people in, you know, especially yeah. younger viewers. And they'll see like, man, this looks super cool. I wish I knew how to do that. Or I wish I could do that. And then they say, hey, wait a minute. All I need to do is be 18, be a responsible citizen and show up for a minimum and abide by these agreements um, that are reasonable. And I'm in, I can go out and do that. And it sucks that I'm out here and I don't know anybody for my first FTX. But after that, the biggest, the biggest thing that has people returning for field training exercises is not looking cool. It's interacting with the people that you're learning to love. It's interacting with your brothers and interacting with people that you know that you're going to be feel comfortable if you ever have to leave and go do something that you can call and somebody's going to be there for your family and make certain mm. that they're taken care of. You know, because nobody else is going to do that. You know, it's just, it's just not something that's going to happen. But I know that if I'm out like at work or something and my wife calls me and says, Hey, there's something really weird here. I know that I could literally have a squad sized element at my door within 30 to 45 minutes. You know, I love and that. They, they might be wearing flip flops and t-shirts and shorts, but I got, <laughs> I got their plate carriers on ready to go. And, oh, yeah. you know, it's just stuff like that, that it, it makes it all worth it because you know that you're taking care of what needs to get taken care of and you're safeguarding your community, you're safeguarding your family. And, you know, all that starts with being mindful and being respectful and nobody's perfect. And so you're going to mess up here and there. God knows I have, especially within the organization. But as long as you learn from it and keep moving forward and be honest with yourself and have that level of integrity that you could tell your guys when you messed up and tell yourself when you messed up and go seek that knowledge. There's nothing that you cannot do. Um, and I'd also be kind of remiss if I didn't mention um, a huge influence uh, in founding the organization. Regardless if you like them or not, I do not care. Uh, Luke and I, Lucas and Isaac Botkin uh, from T-Rex Arms, I have listened to their podcast. I have taken a lot of influence in what they do, especially when it comes to the history of American culture, you know, when it comes down to the nitty gritty stuff. Um, I... I'm I'm a I'm a field engineer, so that's what I do professionally. So a lot of my time is spent driving, and I'll listen to I'll listen to various things, and I'll listen to things that are correlative within my work environment and stuff like that, so I can make certain that I'm on the up and up. But I started listening to them, and there's a lot of good wisdom there, and so I just wanted to give a huge shout out to them. I, I again I don't care about anybody's opinions on on them. I'm not here for that, but I got a lot of influence from them, and I have to pay respect where it's due. No, quite right. And uh, local boys, Tennessee boys, but uh, yes, that... yes, they are <laughs> more to come. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I like the sound of that. May, uh, I don't know, something, something that we like to facilitate on this podcast is, uh, or we, we've done it a little bit, is bringing like we had uh, we had Mike of Grand Thumb fame on with uh, on with Isaac. And like they they know of each other, they talk and stuff, but to but to have them here chatting uh, on the show was great. Like it's something that people don't get to see a lot. And, uh, I know that's one of the really beautiful things about this community is it's like, there's massive names. There's people who have all sorts of influence and, uh, but, but getting to hear ideas in long form and, and, and sitting people down. I mean, maybe we'll have to, we'll have to bring you guys back with, uh, with some other friends like, uh, Felix or the Botkins or something. But, um, I know there's, 
there are so many good influences out there who are pushing for for betterment and it's uh i mean clearly you know look at where we were a few years ago we were talking about hey maybe i'm the t-rex arms guys were talking about hey maybe you guys should buy a plate carrier you know and, and that was like kind of a really crazy thing to tell civilians just a few years ago and nowadays it's like you don't have a plate carrier jesus like yeah, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. Look into a chest rig too, of course. But yeah, like, you need both for different things. But <laughs> so that is all... to, to circle back to that the, the civilian word real quick though is that no, within, no, no. within the organization I'm a very big stickler. Um, we we in the ARA never use the word civilian. We are citizens. I like that. I mean, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm just giving you. Well, well, here's my thing. I've been thinking about that a lot recently, and I always hesitate when I say civilian or citizen rifleman because. I'm an anarchist, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, citizen still feels crushing to me. Yeah, and I'm like, I, you know, we're all our own. I'm man. a citizen I of like my community thing. that I consent to be part of. Yes, okay, I like, yeah, and that's that's the conflict. So I've been really juggling back and forth. I and I still haven't landed on one thing or the other because civilian to me is kind of, I I don't see it as like a point of like less than military i think of it in like you're not professionally a soldier or or a your leo or whatever it might be but you are still choosing to be to have this capability and, and training that so you know i i see it personally as almost a point of pride to be practicing that stuff and to be disciplined about it as a civilian as non-military as non-law enforcement and, and all that but um i do i do absolutely get the citizen thing I just want to change a lot of, I know that there's a lot of people that are like first responders or a lot of military guys that use it in a derogatory fashion. No, absolutely. And that is one of the cultures that I really wish would just die because like, it's like, oh, well, citizens could never do, uh, civilians can never do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey man, they literally are. Yeah. They're training more than you are who sits in a fucking office all day. Ain't that wild? Um, but nobody wants to have that conversation yet. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. there. And we're we getting there, by God. And we're, when we have it, we're going to make a lot of people upset. <laughs> hey, we, we can make a lot of people upset right now. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this show does best. But um, no, I, I think it's a great point to make because there is there should be a conscious decision around language like that. And that's something that is being challenged more and more when we when there is discussions of like, oh, well, what do civilians need that for? And it's like, fuck you. Like, have, absolutely. They're, and it's kind of a rich culture of needing these things. It's it's the difference in between like using the word democracy and the word republic. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, because, you know, you'll hear a lot. It's like democracy, this democracy, that. And it's like, that's crazy that we are a constitutional <laughs> republic. Um, we are. But I, I don't want to get too into that one, but it's just one of those things that it's like, it's it's semantics, except when there's intent behind it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you're personally for me, like I said, from my position, I use them somewhat interchangeably, but I absolutely get the uh, the need to differentiate, um, especially when we're when we're trying to change the opinions of people who would say civilian derogatory or as lesser than. Yeah. But, um, no, language is important. Uh, but I, I love that you guys are very aware of your PR from, you know, good spokesmanship as well as having a photographer. Cause that's, that's something that I try and do myself with our little group is, you know, our little excursions. Like it, it, if, uh, 
if X amount of guys go in the woods for the weekend and there's no pictures, did they even go? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like seeing is believing. And if, if you're actually showing like, Hey, we went out and did some cold weather stuff, like, you know, and here is us doing it. That's okay. a bit different than, uh, than just saying like, Hey guys, layering is important. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things is like in my monkey brain as well. Like, knowing that i got friends out there that are doing some cold weather stuff but you know they're hanging out by the fire and they just cook their meal it makes <laughs> yeah. me, it makes me want to go do that in my monkey brain it says okay i need to go do that right now right this second i will go grab my pack and i will go outside that is what i need to do no seriously when i, when I started seeing people getting out and because uh, we, we didn't have snow as early as uh, as the east coast types or, or our, our more northern friends we all of us arizona boys see uh, see everyone playing in the snow and we're like well fuck we want to do that <laughs> like we want to we want to practice a bit of that and finally we got some snow and it's like all right we're getting out there we got some snow to play in yeah <laughs> but yeah so is there anything else that you have for me any other questions comments or concerns so many concerns so many concerns. so many kids yeah i agree it seems very dangerous to have a bunch of guys out there in the it woods seems with super dangerous the only issue that i have is nobody's hydrating <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker are they at least changing their socks we we're we are uh, truly testing our medical capabilities <laughs> by losing brain cells uh, <sighs> so so we have this thing where it's uh, a consistent joke within the ara is we have what's called if you're familiar gmrs communications is just a frequency band it's just there for a it's just a set frequency to communicate on and within the ara we say gmrs because it's god made ranger stupid um whenever we do a thing that it's like oh well shit i should have remembered to do that and i didn't and then it'll come out of nowhere and somebody will be like hey man gmrs you'll have that <laughs> and then for exceptionally stupid moments you'll have gmrr which is god made ranger you know the other one the more excessive one i don't want to be a derogatory or offensive to anybody so i'm gonna I'm not gonna say that <laughs> save, save it for the field um yeah save that for the field um <laughs> but it's just one of those things that you know if you're if you're developing your culture and your organization and your group, make certain you're also developing your culture. You know, you make certain that you know what your culture is. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I have, we have a fantastic chaplain, and um, I myself don't share the same religion that he does, but we have a significant amount of Christians. So, you know, I do my best to make certain that they are taken care of. And having a chaplain is one of the first moves that we meant to make to make certain that the culture of our organization was present, but also so men have somebody they, they can go and talk to confidentially. Mm. That is critical. If they're having something rough going on in their lives, they know that they can go to our chaplain and have a conversation with them. He's not there just to take care of the Christian spirituality. He's there to take care of the soul of the organization in our fighting spirit. That's very cool. That's, that's something that a lot of people wouldn't consider. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's just, it's overlooked and, you know, they, they don't know where to start at, but they know that they have a rifle, they have a plate carrier, and that's it. And they like mountains. And they like mountains, man. And it's like, <laughs> I like okay. I like mountains and machine guns. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> make certain that you guys aren't overextending yourselves, but make certain that whenever you see something, an opportunity arrives, you're like, hey, I think that'd be a good idea for us to implement this, you know, and try it out. But if it doesn't work, don't stick with it for too long. And most importantly, to anybody that says that you can't be doing something or they have a negative opinion of you that's not really rightfully earned, um, if you're a shitbag, you're a shitbag. But if it's just Instagram drama, um, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. And if they do care, uh, they need to go outside and touch some grass. Because grown men caring about what grown men are doing on the internet is kind of overplayed. Yeah, let, let's leave that in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Let's no, let's <laughs> let's leave that out in the shed and just delete it point blank range. 
because that just needs to go genuinely I, i i do think we're getting to a point where people are starting to just disregard the drama like people are seeing it for what it is and kind of uh like Things are too serious to be caring about man drama on Instagram. That is some really. That's some insane stuff. Like, <laughs> a grown a grown man worrying about what someone made said in the comments. He he said she said that they said that blah blah blah. Who who cares, dog? Like yeah. nobody. Get out there with your boys. Yeah, get out there with your boys. Just put in the work. And at the end of the day, um, these people that you may have a problem with today might be the people that you're going to be forced to work alongside tomorrow. So maintain. Just make, make, maintain an open hand, you know, and make certain that you just have the mindset of like, hey, man, this is I'm a, I'm a constantly changing individual and I'm allowed to have a dynamic opinion. Um, Quite right. So, yeah, that's that's I don't know. That's just a little bit of that. Interpersonal communication goes a long way. For sure. Well, uh, we're coming up to two hours here, but uh, where can lovely people find you? So we can be found on Instagram under Appalachian Rangers, or we also have a webpage, AppalachianRangers.org. You guys are more than welcome to check us out. A little bit of an about us is on there as well as a, for those that may request a ranger within Appalachia, let's say, you know, there's a natural disaster occurring or something else like that, that you don't know about, that we don't know about. You say, hey, you got this coming up and you're able to request us out there. We'll conduct a field investigation. Uh, Our Intel cadre will develop a packet and we'll be out there putting in the work. And, um, you know, for those guys wanting to put in an application, applications usually get processed within 24 hours. So message us on there. And uh, yeah, those are the only two locations you can find us at currently um, because we kind of keep a, a low profile. We're more, fo- more more so focused on actually getting out in the field rather than going everywhere on social and maintaining, media. Yeah, maintaining uh Twitter, Instagram, a TikTok. Oh yeah, I would having. Have <laughs> you guys doing Fortnite dances out in the field? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, so for those guys that are interested, uh, just come out and put in an application. Worst comes to worst, as you say, hey man, this isn't for me, and you just leave. You know, no, nobody's nobody's forcing you to do anything. But if you come out, you'll get to meet some interesting people, interesting characters. You'll be able to put in a little bit of work, and you'll be able to. I don't know, you develop some unique perspectives on things that are fairly earned, I think, at that point. Um, and you're able to be part of a culture that is constantly shifting and growing and becoming better and truly embracing what our fundamental rights are as human beings. And, um, you know, that's, that's really all I got. Oh, and you're getting get it rained on. Every single FTX we get rained on. I don't know what it is. God just hates us. Um <laughs> Tennessee, a rainy place. Tennessee is okay. So in the summer, it's a jungle. I'm dead serious. Triple canopy jungle, you know, and everybody's like jungle ops, this jungle ops, that it's like, no, no, you never think of East Tennessee as that, but holy crap, that is truly that environment. See, as a Brit, I'm, I'm averse to rain. I don't want to deal with it. So that, that, that sounds, I mean, but the East coast jungle stuff, I, I do want to see more green in my life. The desert has uh, has robbed me of that. But well, um, I recommend coming here in uh, July then, because then in that case you'll get bit. Fortunately <laughs> get for bit. us, one of uh, one of um, our leaders seems to attract every single spider and tick in the Tri County area. So if you come out, you'll be safe. Uh, as long as they're with you. As long as he's with us. Um, <laughs> so that, that's that's one of the fortunate parts. Um, but. Yeah, you got anything else for me, brother? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, 
you guys, it's kind of people within four hours of Knox Hill for anyone that it's, wants to send in an application, right? So it's five hours. We've expanded oh, our operational radius just because we have done a little bit of a testing and we realize that that has, that truly is something that could work out. So the radius is now five hours around Knoxville. Very um, cool. We could post something on Instagram and make a little detailed outline saying, hey, if you live in this area, give us, put an application. Our minimum field training exercise attendance is one field training exercise every 90 days. It's very lax. If you can't come out for 28 hours once every 90 days, <laughs> God help you, you live a weird life. Um, <laughs> you know, unless you're obviously like a truck driver or something else like that, or like you're constantly traveling outside the States. We understand that situations do occur. The biggest thing for when you come out though, is I'm, I, I want to know that you give a crap and we will give we'll allow exemptions based upon your ability to communicate and your ability to give a crap. Um, obviously if you're in chat all the time and you're putting in the effort and you're sharing knowledge and you're interacting and you know, you miss an FTX because you got to go to something to support for your family. You're fine. Nobody gives a crap about that. But those guys that are just lurking in the chat that are not really what put in the work that are just giving excuses. I'm sorry, man, but we're going to cut you loose because why are you here? Why, why are, why I don't, I don't get it. And, um, you know, being in the ARA, uh, you know, and being an Appalachian Ranger, uh, you know, it's, it's something that is you're, you're, what it is, is you're renting it every day. And, and, and that's, and rent is due every day. You know, you got to come out and you got to, you got to actually give crap, you know, cause nobody else is going to do it for you. And this is not, uh, we're not a social club, you know, we're not, we are a part of what we do is a martial fraternity though. So we're just not all about the super, superfluous nonsense. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I got one last thing sure. before we go. Can you give the people listening some dad advice? If I had to give you some dad advice, um, go talk to your neighbors, go talk to people in your communities um, and realize that the world is not what is portrayed on media and people are not a whole lot different than you are. They have the same fears. They have the same concerns. They have the same loves. They have the same basic human problems that you do do not develop an opinion of somebody based upon what somebody else has told you spend your time to develop your relationship with whatever it is that may be so you're also enhancing your own emotional intelligence because when you have children you're also going to have to educate them on the same way you know so being a good being a good person it's just it just should be the goal you know yeah. Translates to being a good parent. Yeah, absolutely. Because then, you know, we're going to be kind of keeping that good ball rolling where it's like, you know, you got a good kid. They're going to influence a couple good people and they're going to influence people. And then suddenly you got really great things happening all over the place because you didn't let a bias occur in your head that you, you just don't let it fester. Don't let it grow. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been been great chatting and I love what you guys are doing. I'm sure pff, give it a year's time or... You know, you, you guys are on the up and up. I love seeing what you guys do. And uh, hopefully uh, we start seeing other organizations pop up with a uh, similar kind of ethos and approach to assembling and, and training and, and doing positive things for their community and reinforcing that citizen rifleman culture. That's the goal. You know, everybody get out there, put in a little bit of work and start to develop that culture a little bit more. Um, and if anybody needs anything, feel free, feel free to message the page. Um, I'm not always able to respond immediately and sometimes uh, messages go unseen because Instagram is a weird place. Um, but I will do my best 
to be attentive to those messages from those organizations seeking assistance. All I ask is that you just make certain that your, your question is fairly clear so I could give you the best answer possible or direct you to the best answer possible. All right. Well, thank you so much, man, once again. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, sir. I hope you have a good rest of your evening. And thank you, everybody, for also listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, bye.